Welcome to The Residency, a podcast series from Diseño and the British Council exploring the work of contemporary designers and craftspeople around the world. This episode looks at the work of textile designer Jess Kilabukila and his exploration of Mandombe script in Kinshasa, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Hi everyone, um, my name is Jess, Jess Kilubikila. Um I am a French Congolese designer based in London. Um, I'm working on the concept of identity as applied to furnitures. Um, so it's much around language, African prints, um, Western design as well. And um, I'm here to talk about that and um, the work we've done supported by the British Council in uh, Kinshasa, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Tomona. The Mandumbe script um, was created um, in the 70s, in the late 70s, uh, by someone called Wabela um, Diopayi as an attempt um, to write all kind of black African languages um, so that African men and women would be able to understand each other. And, you know, it was it's originating from the um, liberation after the colonization and all those movements. Um, so it was quite interesting from um, an identity standpoint. It's not based on any Latin scripts or, or Arabic alphabets. Um, it's based on a logical, um, a logical suite of the number five and two, um, which kind of was brought about um, as as um, an epiphany uh, to someone um, connected to God, and he kind of saw the signs on the wall of a bricks um, and style started to draw five and then two, and following up, um, he came up and brought about all those um, all these logical scripts. Going back on um, how I want to how I want to work on identity in my work, um, I will use a technique of Cuba, the Cuba tribe, to make textile, and then I would use a language created by the Bakongo tribe, um, which is kind of my tribe, um, applying on this textile. Um, and because you know the very the very point of this language is to 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 create a Pan African um, dialogue. Um, for me, I would I would work on a design perspective on a Pan African fabrics and potentially in the future on Pan-African furnitures. Um, so what I wanted for my kind of second collection, um, if I can call it that way, was to have um, a more African-based focus. Um, so I wanted to work with um, Cuba textile. There are specific textiles created by the Cuba tribe um, in the Kazai, which is the south oriental part of the Congo. And they produce these weaving textiles, um, which have been famous um, for a while by European artists. And you can see in museums. Um, I saw one recently in the Annie Albers exhibition at the Tate, um, which was interesting. So working on Cuba textile to have more African base and working more on the African identity, having something African produced to support um, culture there, it can support jobs there, economically support the artisan world. 
Cuba textile um, is made out of raffia palm, um, which is um, the leaf of the palm trees. Um, they have been stripped um, into into small strings and waved together, so it's got a, a very natural feeling, a very vegetal um, feeling uh, touching it. Then you've got a lot of different ways on doing the embroideries. Um, what I've been focusing on at the beginning was on showa. Um, which got quite, it's called the velours du Kassai, so very velvety, um, touchy feeling because I wanted to have um, a very kind of rug type of feeling. Um, so it's very soft, uh, but also uh, a bit dry, um, very natural kind of product, which th this aspect was also important to me, ecologically sustainable and respecting, I guess, the way um, craftsmen and artisans are working since ancestral time and trying in the first round trying to understand this. Before the workshop, um, I had the ambitions um, about making three type of products. Um, so I would start, we would start by making cushions um, and then rugs um, and then potentially bags um, because I thought, you know, it was kind of good products to make, uh, potentially would sell fast. Uh, we're also here to, to sell and support them. So, so that was important to us. Uh, but in, 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 in the kind of 20 days I was there in the 10 days of the workshop and the post-workshop, um, we, we only were able to finish the cushions. Um, I achieved what I wanted to do, which was um, a revitalization of, um, of the Cuba textile. So they've got a more modern um, aspect um, of what we have. So um, we, we started by making um, one letter, which is the letter K, uh, but from the Mondombe script. So it would be slightly different. It, you kind of have two squares on top of one another, uh, but then the right parts of one is off and the second right of the other one is off and then um, a round uh, piece as a, as a, like a dot. One is black and white um, and the other is um, is red, yellow and blue. Um, you still have this velvet uh, type of feeling because it's it's made with Shoah, um, so the raffia pound cuts. I, I hope you would enjoy them. Um, I think they're beautiful. Um, everyone was very happy at the end because um, we, we managed to actually accomplish a lot um, within the workshop. And um, and if you know Kinshasa or if you don't know Kinshasa, everything takes a lot of time. So yeah, very, very proud. And we're, we're kind of both looking forward to what's coming up next and how your reaction would be to other products. The Residency is a co-production between Desenio, the Quarterly Journal of Design, and the British Council, the United Kingdom's International Organisation for Cultural Relations and Educational Opportunities. This episode was based on an original interview by Christina Rapatsky, produced by Chris Jones, and edited by Francesca Gregson. <laughs>